Aiden Hill. Hey. Back in attack, man. Hello. We're live and ready to roll, man. All right, cool. Mom's outside trying to do something with a peacock. A peacock? Yeah, there's a peacock that lives by our house, and it gets loose every so often. Okay, dude, you gotta fill me in here. So this is, this is what we know. We'll have to give a little context and backstory, but uh, I'm in Winnipeg, Canada, and where are you? Um, Nazareth, Pennsylvania. Gotcha. So you're out on on the East Coast, and you've got a peacock ripping around in your yard. Yeah. Gotcha. And is that is that like a neighbor's peacock, like a pet or something? No. Well, it is a pet, but it's like um, in front. Like our neighbors, our neighbor's neighbor, like, okay, down the street, there's a little thing to the left or to the right. And when you go down there, um, this guy has llamas, goats, sheep, a peacock, a lot of animals. And it's just so the, insane. This dude has like a zoo in his backyard. Pretty much. And, and one of his peacocks got loose. Yeah. Crazy. And a couple of days ago, when he got loose, like, two or three cop cars came or I don't remember what that was for I don't even think that was for the peacock but I don't remember <laughs> so why because they thought the peacock was dangerous or something no because they didn't want it to um, get killed I was playing around on this new app that uh, that I downloaded a while back it's called anchor and what it is is a, an audio platform for doing like mini podcasts or the way Anchor pitches it is a way of people having their own radio stations. And so I was checking out the app and uh, cruising around on the discovery feature, uh, like the search function, similar to the way that Facebook or Instagram would have it, where you can just check out like the latest content that people are putting up. So on Anchor, you can call into different people's stations and you can just say, hey, what's up? appreciate the uh, the audio you're putting out or the, the segments you're doing. So I was scrolling down and I saw this one dude, Aiden Hill, young dude, was talking about doing some, uh, some websites for video gaming and starting a, a YouTube channel. So I called into his station and he sounded like a young hustler and I just said, hey man, keep up the good work, keep hustling and I uh, hope you welcome to Anchor, hope you have fun on the platform. Anyways, this kid, Aiden Hill, he, uh, he called into my station shortly after and he said, Oh, cool, man. Thanks. So we went back and forth with these call-ins and they're not like live call-ins where you talk to the other person. It's like you leave like an audio message and then you can listen to it and then you, you leave a message for the other person. So it's like a, a radio show. And uh, anyway, one thing led to another and I thought, Hey, this is, it's 2017. There's a new way of connecting, and uh, why don't I see, like, again, this this kid might have cool stories, or it might just be cool to, to connect with uh, another person and see if it's possible. It's almost like a, a social experiment where you connect with another person through all these crazy platforms that we have. And so I said, hey, man, want to wanna rip out a, a, an episode of a podcast beyond on the actual iTunes drop for character? And... Uh, he said sure he was into it and uh, again this was like super quick back and forth I'm not thinking much of it I ended up telling my wife saying hey I connected with this 13 year old kid through Anchor and as I say it back now in this monologue I realize how creepy it sounds that a 36 year old man is asking a 13 year old kid that he doesn't know to be on some podcast so uh Aiden ended up asking his mom if it was cool, which I really appreciated. And in the episode, you'll hear Aiden's mom is in the background. She was aware of everything we were talking about, which was really good. Uh, really appreciate that she let Aiden do this. And it was cool to connect with somebody that that you never knew existed, that has their own story, their own, um, their own life they're living. And again, we didn't know anything about what we are going to talk about. It was just an off-the-cuff conversation. Really enjoyed it and uh, got to connect with a young hustler and hopefully, hopefully you enjoyed the conversation as much as we did. 
I encourage you to check out Anchor, uh, download the app, really fun, really interactive and uh, the more you engage with people the more, uh, the more bought in you become to the network so it's, it is cool, a lot of fun. Uh, download it, check it out if you're into it, start a station, just rip, rip some thoughts and monologues and rants and whatever you want to do. You can even record phone calls with friends and just post them so check that out. This episode's brought to you by Onnit, O-N-N-I-T dot com, Onnit.com. Onnit is a human optimization company, so Onnit makes uh, nutraceuticals. Um, Shroom Tech Sport is one of my favorites, Alva Brain's another one. But nutraceuticals, which enhance human performance, so it's just uh, ways of getting different supplements. Shroom Tech Sport, I take it uh, often before soccer love it and it does give you just a little bit of a boost of energy and and it's not that it's an energy supplement it it helps prolong stamina so it's just it's a blend of different um, different mushrooms and super rad super into it great guys over at on it so go check them out o-n-n-i-t on it human optimization they've got your back also check out cedar and moss cedar and moss is a mid-century modern lighting company um, based out of Portland really rad simplistic design if uh, Thomas Edison hadn't commercialized the light bulb then cedar and moss wouldn't be making lights today but for real they make very simple very clean lights uh, if you are looking for something to to read by your bedside if you're looking for a chandelier for your uh, for your dining room if you just want a nightlight so that you can feed your crying kid, well, they wait for a bottle. There's no better light than Cedar and Moss, so go check them out. Cedarandmoss.com, C-E-D-A-R-A-N-D-M-O-S-S.com. Check them out. Lastly, a huge thank you to Samurai Guitars for the intro music song that's been going throughout this uh, monologue is called Psybeam. You can find it on YouTube. Make sure to go check him out. Subscribe to his page. YouTube.com backslash Samurai Guitarist. Show him some love and hit that subscribe button. I'm Ben Grenell and this is Character. Next up, Aiden Hill. To serve and protect, right? With all the things going on in the country. We've got uh, got the resources out for the right things, protecting the peacocks. I should get a police force for like animal society. Hey, there might be one. You never know. You never know. Man, you know what I know about peacocks? I learned this actually from uh, the Planet Money podcast. I don't know if you've ever heard that one. No. It's like this podcast that NPR, like National Public Radio, puts out. And it's kind of like... Uh, I don't know, it's story-based, uh, and it talks talks kind of about economics and different things, but peacocks used to be, like, the equivalent of turkeys. So, not, not like, genetically, but um, I think it was in the UK where it started, but they were, like, this delicacy. So if you were going to have this, m- like, massive meal, you'd make... There was like this certain way of making a peacock, and it was like the meal that you'd have once a year. It was like fit for kings and stuff. I always thought it was just like chicken and mashed potatoes and stuff. Well, apparently they did peacock. It was like peacock with like cloves in it or something. It's a, I don't know, it's some crazy recipe. But yeah, learned that on Planet Money. So, dude, this is uh, this is pretty cool. I appreciate you you taking the time to do this and. Uh, I think we should give a bit of context because this is it's 2017 and it's pretty crazy that this is the way the world works but uh there's a new platform if you want to call it that or app that i bet you a ton of people don't know about and it's called anchor and on anchor uh you can record your voice i guess or you have your own like radio station and people can call into your station and so I was, I've been on Anchor for like three months now, just, just before they put out V2 of the app. 
and uh, and I've done a, a bit of stuff and recently they updated that discovery thing where you could just like search content and I was just cruising through recent content and listening to like listen to like five people's things and I was like oh cool most people don't have anything and then I came across yours and I was like oh this guy sounds like he's a young dude who's hustling sounds like you're trying to do some stuff in gaming so I called into your station and I was like way to go man keep it up and then we went back and forth and next thing you know we're doing a podcast episode together so that is the crazy world that we live in where we don't know each other, never met, didn't even know we were in different time zones. Um, now we're doing a podcast, right? <laughs> so how did you get on Anchor or hear about Anchor, I guess? Um, I was just cruising through the App Store and I went on, um, it was like, I don't remember what it was, but it was in like, um, uh, what's the section called? Um featured or maybe like new and noteworthy or something um no it's like one where like you go through and it'll show like games family and stuff like that and oh wait it was a topic and um i went on to the one where it would have like social media and stuff and then i found anchor and it said it was like a your very own radio station i was just like let's try it so i downloaded it and was tried my best and I was like when I first tried it I didn't actually know like how it would um come out and it just came out with like my name and random stuff that well everything was blank on my um profile so so I just started slapping everything onto the um profile sweet and so how long have you been using anchor for um, I believe only just like, prim- like, just a week so far. Oh, dude. So like, basically, when when I called into your station, that was, I think that was, that was like your first post, maybe, or your, I don't know what. It's not a yeah, post. I don't know what you call it. My second segment. Your first segment. I guess that's what you'd call it, right? Yeah, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Crazy. Yeah, it's it's so nutty that. Uh, We've got all these different ways of connecting now with different people. Um, Snapchat, I don't know if you're on Snap or yeah. Instagram or Facebook or... It sounds no, like... I'm on Facebook. Are you? Cool. Yeah, Facebook's an interesting one because Facebook, y- you would have been young. Like, wait, I'm guessing that you're born in 04 by your email being 04. Yeah. Yeah, so Facebook dropped like 05. So I've been on Facebook since early days, like since since it was going around colleges as an actual. It used to be called the Facebook, which I'm sure you know. No, I but, never knew that. Yeah, it's it's crazy. That was Facebook wasn't even first to the game. So there was, do you know, Friendster. No idea what that is. Yeah, that's interesting. Do you know of MySpace? I have heard of that. Okay, so this is, yeah, this is so cool, and this is like the difference in dynamics. So to set the table, you're a lot younger than I am. I'm 36, and you are 13. 13, right? So I grew up in a time where, uh, like, man, we still had record players. If you know what a record player is, <laughs> my mom's laughing in the background. Well, I don't know how old your mom is, but. I'm assuming that we're probably closer in age than uh, than you and I are. And uh, yeah, man, like we grew up in an age where we had record players and then came, uh, like we had, you know, VHSs and Betamax. <laughs> have you heard of that before? I have heard of a VHS. It's kind of like a Blu-ray DVD player. Yeah so, yeah, so VHS was like this. You know what a record player is, I'm assuming, because they're still you can still buy them at like Urban Outfitters and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, record players were were first to the game, right? So, had record players where they were like, well, I'm sure you've seen them, like big vinyl records, and you'd listen to one side of the record and you couldn't skip songs or anything. Yeah. And then if you wanted to listen to the B side of the record, you'd stop the record player and you'd flip it over, and then you'd put the needle back down and listen to the record, and that's 
people still call, um, like if you make, I don't know, if you go to record a CD, if you want to call it that, even though those are on the out, but you still say, hey, I'm recording a record, right? Um, so we had those and then cassette tapes. And that was like a big thing in the 80s was cassettes came along and everyone walked around with cassette players, which were like giant iPods, but you'd listen to one tape at a time. Right? Yeah. We had VHS and Betamax, and that was like for watching movies where you could just like watch one movie at a time. Right? So you and I grew up in very different eras where you've only ever seen the internet. Yeah, I've only seen, for my first electronic to ever see was... The iPod, the first iPod. Yeah, see, that's so funny. So, And the iPod dropped, gosh. The, man, the iPod, I want to say, I, I'm going to screw up my dates here, but I think the iPod dropped like 03-ish, so even before you're born. Like V1 of the iPod. Yeah. Right, Just so like, I'll, Go ahead, sorry. All right. Um, when, like, um, you get, like, your first thing that's, like, that you can use for, like, um, texting and calling and stuff. And you start out with, like, a, um, like an iPod, and then you go up to, um, now the iPhone 7. It's, like, they change so much, and the first phones, like, um, like the first portable ones, like, that you would carry, and it's, like, a huge box. Um, now you just have these things in your pockets. Man, I don't know, yeah, like, I don't know how much you and your mom have talked about, um, like, the way phones were and stuff like that, but, like, phones used to have cords, right? I don't know if you yeah. have you seen one of those before? Uh, yeah, a lot, yeah, like the phone booths and movies. Yeah, so there's, like, phones had cords and everyone had landlines, and now some people still have them, but we're getting away from that, right? And even, it's crazy because TVs are now wi-fi connected and um there's a lot of disruption going on in cable like the network um like network cable right with different tv channels they're worried because there's things like hulu and netflix and all these um i guess all these new networks that are coming along and a lot of a lot of people including myself so you and i are very different in age but i bet you we consume content in a similar way right like do you watch um youtube quite a bit yeah a lot yeah so that's probably instead of watching tv or maybe you watch youtube on tv instead of watching tv channels right you watch youtube well sometimes i get onto netflix but that's rarely yeah it's and it's it's just a it's a different ball game so it's it's pretty crazy it's it's cool that uh, and that's why it's so neat to talk to you because we have we have such a different experience in the way that you're you're still growing up and um, in the way that I would have grown up when I would have been your age and the, the different technologies that were out there. But now we live in this world of interconnectedness and, uh, yeah, you can meet new people in the snap of, uh, snap of fingers and there's a lot, a lot more opportunity to create and consume content in different ways. Yeah. So it sounds like you're, uh, you're pretty into gaming, man. Yeah, I have. In our house, we have like seven consoles. Jeez. We had, when I was a kid, man, we had uh, the original, like we had Atari, uh, Nintendo, like the NES system, Sega Genesis, original Sega. Yeah, we actually have an NES downstairs. Oh, do you? The classic. Yeah. Favorite game, what is it? Um, well, I didn't really play on it. It's not, it's not technically mine, it's my stepdad's. Ah, uh, gotcha. But if I were to choose one... Um, it would probably be, it, it would probably be, um, Pac-Man. Pac-Man's a goodie. That's a good game. Mario, is, for some reason, like the original Mario, can't go wrong with that game. Oh, yeah, there's an arcade in, um, New Jersey. Oh, yeah. Um, it has all these, it's called Yestercades, and it has, like, a lot of old games. Like, they have all the, like, the huge boxes with, like, all the joysticks and the buttons. Oh, they have, yeah. Like, Galaga, um, the, well, Centipede, Centipede and, um, Asteroids, and there's a lot of other ones. And they also have, like, the PS4 and Wii's, 
but I don't go to those. I like to mess around on the old games. Yeah, those are fun. There's there are actually people who collect old arcade games. Yeah. And they have them in their house. Yeah, one of my friends. Um, yeah, one of my friends. Yeah, one of my friends' dads um, has like three or four of those huge boxes, and they're all plugged into this huge like cable, like this little kind of like power outlet type thing that just like would sit on your floor, and you can take it everywhere. Crazy. It's really cool. You ever see that? Uh, I know you said you watched Netflix, but there was a Netflix documentary that came out. I want to say it was like last year, or the year before. I guess it came out before that, but it, it dropped on Netflix. Netflix Canada is probably different than Netflix US, but uh, it was that game about Atari burying those ET games. I don't know that. Yeah, so there. I did watch one where it's like the history of consoles and games with them. Oh yeah, yeah. There was this documentary that came out, and it was Atari made this game. Like games were made so different. Um, when they first came out, right? And they're pretty low resolution. Mm-hmm. And so E.T., if you've heard of that movie before, yeah. it's kind of one of those... Who did that now? Not uh, George Lucas. Steven Spielberg, I think, right? Mm-hmm. I always get them mixed up. George Lucas is Star Wars guy. Steven Spielberg is... They're both they're both big directors. So I think it was Spielberg. But anyways, did E.T. And then there were all these... Um, spin-offs right so there were like et shirts and et dolls and because atari came out around the same time they said oh yeah let's make an et video game and they they had to get it to market really really quickly so they did um they did really fast iterations on the game and they didn't spend the time that they wanted to to make it and it actually didn't function properly like there were all these bugs in the game so it came out and it was the biggest failure atari had ever released and instead of, instead of just owning up to the mistake, they tried to pull it off the shelves before people could actually buy it. And then they pretended that the game was never made. So they buried it in some landfill in, I think it was like New Mexico. And they did it as this big secret. So there's this conspiracy that, uh, like, that people were saying, did Atari ever actually make this game? And then there was this big documentary about them trying to like dig up these games in a landfill and they found it and they proved that Atari did make this game so it's pretty funny yeah and um like I watched the E.T. like some of the I think just like one E.T. movie with my dad oh yeah Um, like looking at the game and the movie it has a way bigger reference to like the game is a lot more different than the movie but it's at the same time it's also the same because E.T. does the finger thing where his finger lights up and he I believe he um touches the kid's heart. I remember, but yeah, I know something that he like does that. that in the movie. It's been a long time since I've seen that movie. I don't want to date myself, but it's been man, like it's probably been thirty years since I saw that movie. <laughs> Because it would have come out around that time, right? So, um, or before that. So, tell me about Nazareth, Pennsylvania. What's that all about? I've actually been down to Penn before and uh, driven through it. Very, very beautiful country. Like by country, I mean countryside, not actual country. Oh. Um. Sometimes it's very humid and rainy, and other times it's like really hot, and you're like. You can't go outside, or you just go to the pool. Um, and when it's summer, normally there's not a lot of rain, but when there is, it rains, like, really, really bad. And um, when it's not raining and people go to the pool, it it's so fun because you get to, like, go off the diving boards, go slides. Um, and there's also, um, what is it, there's this place called the Nazareth Diner. Well, they make the best, uh, what was the sandwich called? The BLT? The, they make, the turkey like, club. Yeah, they make the best turkey club sandwiches there in Nazareth. And it's just like, like, once you eat them, you have to come back another time and just have another. And, like, there's also, 
like if your friends are really close to you, like my friends are really close to me, um, you can just like go to their houses whenever you want. And how many people live in Nazareth? About 60,000. Wicked. I know like some of the parts of uh, Pennsylvania that I'd driven through. So I drove through it in, man, it was a while ago. It was like probably 09, 08 or 09. The last time that I was, the only time I should say that I was down there. I was driving through to Nashville with my best friend. He uh, He was moving from Winnipeg down to Nashville. He's a professional musician, so he was having a crack at at trying to make it in music down there and so we drove we drove all through DC and we drove through Pennsylvania it was just beautiful with all the the rolling hills but I remember there were parts where I think there were some larger coal mining communities mm-hmm. yeah and so how like what's I guess what's the economy like in in Nazareth like what do people do is it is it uh close to some of the coal mining activity or what uh, what goes on there? Um, there's kind of like coal mining, but there's a lot of um, grocery store jobs, um, teachers, doctors, and like because they added a new St. Luke's hospital in Nazareth, so oh, cool. there's a ton of more doctors in here. And did you grow up in, in uh, Penn? Like is that where you've always been, born and raised? Half and half. Um, I was born in the Pocono, or I shouldn't say I was born in the Poconos, mm-hmm. but um, mainly I was living in the Poconos. And where's that? Um, in the northeast of, or, yeah, in the north northeast of Pennsylvania. Okay, wicked. And then you moved to Nazareth, like I guess when you were six, seven, something like that. Uh, yeah. And that's cool. when my dad met his girlfriend, which is now, yeah. Cool. Yeah, it sounds, uh, I mean, it's a little bit different, right? So um, from from where I live, I'm, I've actually got dual citizenship. So I've got a Canadian passport and an American passport. My mom was from International Falls, which is, uh, it's on the border close to Fort Francis in, in Ontario, Canada. And... Uh, and so yeah, I've got both, which is cool. My brother, um, my brother lives in Minneapolis, and my sister lives in Atlanta. So I'm the only one who's left in Winnipeg. But I think it's it's funny because our our population is definitely different. We're we're at about 750,000 people, um, but we're kind of isolated. We're like in the middle of Canada. So if you go um, if you go to North Dakota, like Grand Forks area, and you go directly north. That's where Winnipeg would be about an hour and a half north of that. And we get really, really cold winters. Like it gets down to, I'm bad at the Celsius Fahrenheit conversion here, but it gets to be like cold, cold days can be minus 50 Celsius. Holy cow. Yeah, man, that's, it's very cold. Yeah, ours is like 15 degrees Fahrenheit. Yeah, so we're... I always screw up. I can't remember where Fahrenheit and, and Celsius meet. I want to say it's at, I think 32 is zero. Yeah. Something like that, right? Yeah. So, so 15 Fahrenheit would be like, call it minus four or five Celsius? Mm, probably. Something like that. But anyways, it gets really, really cold up in Winnipeg, and it's actually one of the coldest, it's one of the coldest cities in the world with a population over, it's like 100,000 or something like that. So we get these really long winters where it's, we get like six months of winter and we get um, snow banks that are like, sometimes if it snows a lot, they can be like six or eight feet high. Not in one snowfall, but over the snow that accumulates over the course of the winter. And then we get that for six months and then we get six months of really hot summer where it would be, see I can do the, the Fahrenheit conversion when you go into the hot temperatures. So it'd be like 100, 100 Fahrenheit in the summer on uh, on some days, 110 even. Um, so we get these extreme fluctuations in our temperature. And we're very isolated in the sense that there aren't any other major cities close to us. So Calgary, if you know Calgary, which is in Alberta, Canada, um, that's like 
15 hours driving, 15 or 16 hours driving, and Toronto would be to the east, so closer to you, and that's like 26 hours driving. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so we're we're pretty isolated. Like there, I mean, there the next closest city to us is major city would be like Brandon, Manitoba, and that's like two and a half hours away, and they have a population of maybe like 120,000. Yeah. Yeah. There's lots of it's it's crazy, man. There's like lots of land in Canada, lots and lots of land, but lower population. So, population of Canada is like 30, call it 35 million population of the u.s is like 330 mil so yeah. we're, we have like 10 percent of the population right we have the entire population of california living in our entire country mm-hmm. or or put it into perspective new york city is like let's just round it up 20 million people in in like immediate new york kind of the manhattan brooklyn queens area go greater new york 30 mil so in everyone who lives in New York, that's Canada. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's pretty crazy. I mean, our cities are uh, making it sound like our cities aren't developed. Our cities are very developed. They're like any other major city. But it's just that we have lots of unused land and it's just honestly, it's like lakes and forest and yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, in the Poconos, um, it's a lot of um, forest and well, yeah, it's a lot of woods um like my grandma and grandpa have a um cabin and right next to us is a huge thing a huge thing of woods which has like bears and foxes and a lot of animals and uh when we were me my brother my cousin and my little cousin were um all walking down the uh, little path and um there was like we were we had turned around to go back and when we first noticed this we were like freaking out because there we thought there were bears by us and um because what we saw was on a telephone pole um there was like four scratch marks of a bear claw and we were like okay we gotta get back to the cabin and we all just booked it back so they're probably black bears up there i'm assuming yeah. Yeah, that's what we have too. We the, really grizzly bears only. Um, like you start to get grizzlies in Canada as you go further west. So they start in Alberta, and then they move west into British Columbia, and they go up north into Alaska and Yukon, and um, and that's where you get lots and lots of them, the huge, huge grizzlies. But we actually have, you know, it's cool that I should have mentioned that we have, so Winnipeg is in Manitoba and the largest population of polar bears in the world is in Manitoba. So it's like super, super far north. Whenever you see Coca-Cola, um, you know how they sponsor polar bear initiatives? Like they always have those polar bear commercials and cans that they do, if you've seen those before. They do a lot of the shooting up in, um, up in Churchill, like Churchill, Manitoba, which is, it's very far north. Like it's, I've never been there. Um, people travel from all around the world to go there, but you get beluga whales and, um, polar bears. And it's a, it's a totally different part of, uh, our province. So we have, if I'm sure you've studied geography in school now, but we have provinces instead of states, right? And, uh. Yeah, it's pretty cool, but you can't, there's not even a road to get up there. You have to take a plane or a train, and right now, like as of a month ago, the train tracks uh, that go up to Churchill got flooded just because the train is so, um, it's so undeveloped right now, so it got flooded. I think there was like a beaver dam that broke, or there was something that happened, and uh, yeah, the tracks are flooded, and you can't get a train up there, and the problem with that is that the train is what's used to transport all the resources to everybody who lives up there. Yeah, so there's like food, um, propane gets transferred and people use the propane to heat their houses. Um, gasoline would be taken up there and lots of lots and lots of things. So it's, it's actually um, more of a, you call it a quote-unquote disaster than it sounds like it is. Um, it's actually like a state of emergency in a sense because they're 
people who are living up there and they don't have the resources they need to live. And so it's, uh, yeah, it's this big issue that's it's in, in all the, the major news publications in Canada right now about what's happening in Churchill. Oh, cool. So do you, uh, it sounds like you spend some time outdoors. Do you ever go fishing or camping or do anything like that? Um, sometimes uh, we go camping, um, like with me and my dad. Um, me and my mom don't have a camper quite yet, but we're um, saving up for one. That's um, cool. But me and my dad, um, we go camping sometimes when we have time to, or he's off of work for a long time. And do you um, go, like if you've got a camper, do you take it out of state, or do you camp in... In Pennsylvania mostly? Yeah, well, um, so some, yeah, soon in August, um, we're going to be going up to Wyoming to go see my brother. Um, oh, that's sweet, man. Yeah, and I think he went up in, no, he didn't. I was going to say, maybe, I think he went up in Alaska with it, but he flew with a plane. I don't think you can put a camper in a plane. Mm. <laughs> You probably could. You could. I'm only saying you could because I know that FedEx has shipped whales and elephants and you name it around the world in airplanes. So I'm sure you could put a camper in some big, big... There's some type of caravan plane that you can probably ship it in, but it's not I not economical thought, to do it. Yeah, I only thought FedEx was just like um, ground delivery, like trucks and like, yeah, trucks. <laughs> That's what I thought too, but there's some uh, there's some article that came out a couple of years ago, and it was talking about how FedEx is like the number one logistics company in the world for shipping wildlife around the world. So if you think about it, when again this gets back to it's kind of this full circle thing. Planet Money, that same podcast, had this um, this episode, and they're talking about how if you have a zoo, like let's say Nazareth. I'm assuming you don't have a zoo based on population. Other than the guy who lives next door to you that has a zoo. <laughs> but his doesn't count, right? Like an actual zoo run by a city. So let's say D.C. because I know they've got a big zoo. Right? Yeah. Um, or D.C. Washington, D.C. I'm saying. Um, if they want to, let's say they want to make a deal with like the San Francisco Zoo. And they say, like, oh, oh I want to buy a silverback gorilla off of you for, like, 50 grand or something. I don't know what it would go for. You can't actually buy an animal. There are, like, all these laws. And so you have to, they have to barter. So they'd be, like, it's like trading hockey cards or, I don't know what. Baseball cards, football cards. cards. Yeah, right? And so they'd be, like, I'll give you, like, four penguins, a shark, and, like, something for a silverback gorilla. And so if you think about it, like when these animals need to get transported from zoos or um, sometimes they're like uh, like nature rehabilitation centers, right? And so when these animals need to get moved from place to place, you don't think about it daily. You're not like, oh, I wonder how that elephant gets from Pennsylvania to Winnipeg, right? And it's FedEx who's like the specialist or like the logistics specialist in the world to transport animals. Which is until they have like an, a plane accident, like their engine is shutting down them. They're like, uh, "What are we gonna do with the animals? Are we just gonna attach a parachute and let them off at this island, or are we gonna like try to glide across the Atlantic Ocean to get where we're going to?" Man, I have no idea, but that's actually pretty insightful to think that, right? I don't know what they do. They probably they they have to have something. I'm assuming the insurance to transport animals is not cheap, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's pretty, uh, pretty funny. So your brother, you said your brother lives in Wyoming. Yeah. And what's his deal? Like he's, he's been out there for a while, or? Um, yeah, pretty much. Um, he. Uh, what was I gonna say? Um, just like me, um, he's also a gamer, but oh, cool. he had his daughter a while ago, which made me an uncle. Um, oh, congrats, man. Thank you. And, um, well, um, now that he had his, um, daughter, he can't, he doesn't really play on, like, Xbox anymore. But. 
Kids my brother will keep Mikey you is addicted to games. Uh, kids will keep you busy, that's for sure. <laughs> keep me busy. So he's he moved out to Wyoming, like he was living in Penn for uh for a while and then he moved out to Wyoming or he's been out there for a while? No, he lived in Alaska, um and then he moved to Wyoming. What was he doing up in Alaska? Uh <laughs> I don't know, but that's all I, I, all I know. All I know is that he lived with my dad. Um, all three of my older brothers lived up there with my dad. Um, and I don't know what their jobs were. All I know that my dad's was a firefighter, and he's still a firefighter to this day. Oh, that's cool. And he lives in, your, your pops lives in Alaska? Like, still? Mm. Your dad's in Pennsylvania. Yeah, my, my brother's still in Alaska, and one of them yeah. My dad's still in, my dad is in Pennsylvania. One of my brothers in um Alaska, another's in Wyoming, and I don't know where the last one is. Pennsylvania. What? Pennsylvania. Oh, and I don't know. Oh, cool. So you got Pennsylvania. You got a few siblings it sounds like. Yeah, I've got see four brothers. That's it. And a bunch of sister or er, <laughs> um, cousins or a sister a sister-in-law and she yeah I'm excited to see her that's awesome man full house that's for sure <laughs> got lots of lots of peeps in the family that's super cool mm. have you uh, so have you traveled around before like have you been to different parts of the US or yeah, I've been into like Virginia, North Carolina, um, Florida, uh, where else? Um, uh, New York and Connecticut. Connecticut. the East Coast, basically. Yeah, just mainly like the East Coast. I haven't been in the center part of America or the West Coast. Man, there's so much. Uh, there's so much to see of the country. I mean, it's it's the same as Canada. It's so it's so easy to find different places to go, to think like, oh, you got to go to Europe to get a a cool trip or go somewhere overseas. But there's so much of our own countries that we can explore. Um, it's endless. I mean, you can <laughs> it's endless, endless that you can just keep going on different trips and and checking it out and getting exposed to new things, which is pretty cool. Yeah, and I was looking at this video um, on YouTube, and it was, like, um, top ten best places to go on vacation. And one of them was England uh, for the Big Ben, or for Big Ben. And I was like, of course, it's, like, super famous. Who wouldn't want to go? Um, and another was, like, somewhere in France and, like, Spain and Mexico and... It barely talked about um, the U.S., which was really sad. I'll tell you, man, Big Ben is overrated. It's cool, but it's it's a clock. Yeah. I mean, you go, you see it, it's a clock. There's And now we all carry clocks in our pocket, right, on our phones. Now, it's cool. I don't want to, I don't want to downplay it. It's cool, but it's... Uh, a clock. It, yeah, it's, it's, it's just a landmark. It's a landmark in a city that is cool. <laughs> And o'clock, yeah. No, Europe is cool. If you have the chance to check out Europe, it is uh, it is cool, and there's lots of diversity there in in each country, right? So if you go to France, it's going to be totally different than Portugal, even though they're both very close in proximity, right? Yeah. Um, even like Italy and Greece, they're very close, but they're totally different countries in the way in the lifestyles that people lead the food that they eat it's it's really neat and it's also neat to be exposed to people who speak a different language and it's uh it's neat when you go and you don't speak that language because you have to figure out ways to communicate with people yeah just like german like i was learning how to do german and then oh. now it's like like a year and a half later and i haven't kept on learning it but i have a paper that has like a bunch of um, German words on it. So if I went to Germany, I would just take that paper with me. And if someone said like, um, pen. <laughs> um, like my friend Kellen from school told me 
what pen was in German. It was um, Kusteiva. And I kept going up to my mom being like, Nein, Kusteiva! And so what made you want to learn German? Um, because, like, I'm mostly German. So, like, when... Um, yeah, like, mainly German and Italian. So, like, when I... Like, I just got bored one day, and I was just like, wait, so I'm German. Why not learn how to speak German? That's cool. And how did you do it? Like, what was your your resource? Were you just using YouTube or... Uh... No, I used Duolingo. Oh, yeah. Duolingo is, uh, is super popular for that. Duolingo, Rosetta Stone's pretty popular. Um, I haven't actually checked it out, but I think, I'm sure Khan Academy probably has some stuff online, too. Yeah. For learning different languages. Yeah, I use Khan Academy in school for like just learning math mainly. So what what are your favorite things in school? What are you into and not as as pumped on? Um, well, that's kind of hard to tell because I just finished um, sixth grade, sixth sixth grade, and I'm going into seventh. So if I were to choose for seventh. Um, gym and free time or study hall. <laughs> pretty pretty good answers. And what what would you do with your free time? Um, Gaming, I'm assuming, or something related? No, I would probably um, stand outside for a while, um, check that I have everything, double check, maybe trickle, triple check, and then if I'm when I'm sure that I have everything, um, I'll just like study for something that I that's coming up. Oh, that's sweet. Yeah. Better, better use of time than, than wasting it, right? Yeah. Those are two good subjects, though. Gym and free time, I like those ones as well. Yeah. I was in a big math guy. Not a big math guy. Yeah, neither uh, am I. Math is very, very important, though. I have to, I have to tell you, math is very important. But, um, yeah, didn't, I don't know if you... I'm trying to think of what, what you learn in grade 7. It's, you're probably not learning... Like you've learned algebra. Yeah. Yeah, but you're probably not doing calculus and stuff yet. No, that's gonna be high school. <laughs> yeah, that gets a little bit more complicated. That's where, that's where I wasn't as interested in it. Algebra is cool though. Algebra is super important. Um, I think all math is important. It, it well, I know it's important. Obviously, it's very important. But uh, yeah, it just depends on how you use it, right? So a lot of people kind of discount how important certain subjects are um, or it's easy like I know for me I was not super interested in school because I was when I was your age um, when I was 13 I had started my first business and uh, I was always interested in doing other things right I was interested in skateboarding and I was interested in trying to figure out how to make money with a lemonade stand and you name it right cutting lawns, painting houses, um, doing different things. And, and so I wasn't as interested in school, but it's still so important to, to digest the subjects and the material that's being taught because it does, it does continue throughout life, right? Even though we have... Yeah, I'm also, like, I'm kind of ignoring math for my website and, like, trying to figure things out and make things and um, soon we're gonna just do the layout for the website and we're not doing anything about school except for like having to know what's gonna happen in school. And um, so your website that you're making that's a gaming site? Yeah. And that's just like a personal site it's not like a school project? No it's yeah no it's not a school project. If it were I would have um, given it to my teacher and just said have it and sat back down and not said a thing for the rest of the day. Okay, well, you got to plug it now. You have to plug the site. Plug it, plug it. I know you said you're doing something on Twitch. You have to plug it all. What? You know what the name of the website is, right? I don't. Uh, it's Game Talk. GameTalk.com? Yep. Let me ask you, how did you get GameTalk.com? In the, in the world of domains, I go on domain.com all the time to search for different URLs. How in the world did you get GameTalk.com? My mother. She is a website developer. And I just, like, 
I was sitting down, I was playing on my Xbox, and I was I was deciding to watch some YouTube. Yeah, I, was no, I don't think it's GameTalk.com. Yeah, it was. No, it's not. Okay, well, um, but, um, uh, like, I was watching some gaming videos, and I was like, you know, I want to make a website, and I just came up, like, I was thinking of names, and a bunch of them I thought were really stupid, and some of them, like, I had in my head, like, I kept in my head, and then I found, then I thought of Game Talk. It's GameTalk.fun. It's, it's GameTalk.fun is the website name. Gotcha. It hasn't been like, launched yet. And it hasn't been launched yet, um, probably in another, um, GameTalk.fun. That's it. So that's how you got it. GameTalk.fun. Yeah, you can get all these crazy, I'm sure your mom knows, is you can get all these crazy extensions now. So back, I keep I keep dating back, right? Back, I don't know when. Your mom would know better than I would when um, different URL extensions dropped. It would have been maybe like two or three years ago. Um, but everything used to just be like .com, right? You could get like .com, .org, .net, .ca, and I don't know what else, a couple others, but now you can get dot anything basically, dot soy, dot limo, dot fun, dot you name it. Dot crayon. Dot what? Dot crayon. Dot crayon. I think that's what Crayola should have done. Oh, dot crayon. Yeah. They probably, there probably are dot crayon websites, but... That's awesome, man. So what are you going to do with the site? Is it going to be like a game review site, or is it? Are you going to try and monetize it, like make money from it, or? Um, both. Cool. And how? Like, what? Tell me about it. What's What's happening with it? Um, well, right now, um, we made the YouTube channel for it, um, and we're just trying to get like a lot of social media pages up for it, and um. I'm also trying to think of what kind of merch I'm selling and um, like ads. ads and stuff and um, things where like you can go to like my um, Facebook page, like where you click on something and I'll go to that page um, and you hit like, um, like you hit a button and it'll show like old videos or, and live streams from the website. And so are you going to make, like, have merch made? Um, yeah. But you're also going to do interviews about. Mm, um, I'm also going to do, like, interviews with some people about games, like, because a lot of people that I know are into games. So I would just, like, invite them over to my house and stuff and just, like, have them in a live stream or in a video. That's, that's cool. I'm, I'm the worst person to interview for games because I don't play games anymore. I haven't played games since... Actually, I think I played, like, Nintendo 64, I want to say. Like, Mario Kart. That would have been, like, the last time I was into gaming. But that is what happens. Yeah, I actually... I got out of gaming probably... Like, Nintendo 64 would have been, like, high school days for me, but I just... I was never super, super into gaming because I was always doing other things with my time. Um, like like I said, skateboarding or trying to run different businesses and do things. So, um, it, uh, yeah, it's just one of those things. But I got lots and lots of friends who, friends who are my age and um, friends who are younger, friends who are older, and they all still game and they game with their kids too, which is, I think is super, super cool um, that, you can have that experience and share that with your kids, right? If you're into that, then that's uh, it's a pretty special thing. It's it's almost like playing soccer or baseball or hockey or whatever sport you're into with your kid, but it's just gaming instead of playing a sport. So, yeah, next yeah. year or this year when I'm in school, I'm probably barely going to play on any console because I'm gonna be doing a lot of stuff. Like I may be learning how to snowboard and do ski club with my friends. Um, yeah, it's, that's cool, man. I mean, it's important to do that too, right? It's it's great to be focused on one thing. Like, oh, you, you get really into, let's say, skateboarding or snowboarding or a sport. But it's also, it's again, everyone's going to have a different opinion. I think it's great when you can 
have so many different experiences in life because then you can figure out what you like and what you don't like, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm trying to help my mom with something. Mom, that's no, it's a your... video. <laughs> Stupid thing. <laughs> she was, my mom was um, watching this video on Facebook that has like a spider crawling on your screen. And she was throwing her phone at the floor and she was trying to kill it. I was like, what are you doing? Arachnophobia. Yeah. And she sees any spider, she'll just be like, no. That's that's the phobia right there. That's not good. Well we're getting we're getting close to time here, man, so let's uh I'm gonna ask you what we're gonna do is we're gonna rip out the, the plugs for character here. What uh have you worn a suit before? Yes. You're gonna tell me a suit story and then it's all gonna make sense. Tell me about your suit. What uh what's the deal? Um uh wait. The only suit that I've worn so far was like for my mom's marriage. Like a tuxedo. You wore a tux. And where did you tell me about it? What did it look like? Where did you get it? Um, I don't remember where I got it from. I got it from Men's Warehouse, and but um, it just like it was like the normal black out like on the outside shirt. It was all black. The pants was black. Shoes were black, the t-shirt was white, um, what else, my tie was red, or blue, and it was actually very uncomfortable, I was sweating the whole time that I was wearing it. Yeah, suits are, are interesting, it's, it's, uh, a piece of apparel that we use to look polished or professional, if you want to call it that, but... <laughs> They're definitely not the most comfortable thing to wear, that's for sure. Yeah. I, I actually grew up, I had to wear a suit um, my whole life from the time that I was, my whole life, I should say, from the time I was like six until I was 18. I went to a school that we had to wear suits every day. So um, that's that's all I wore. I wore a suit. No, that would be horrible for me. My um, school made us wear uniforms. I would be so annoyed because everybody would look exactly the same so you'd be like walking up to people and like saying your friend's name and they're actually like the exact opposite person you know what the reason that i liked it and i hate wearing suits um no i shouldn't say that i don't mind wearing a suit for the right occasion it's not my thing to wear it day to day though maybe i wore it so many times for so many hours and for so many years that I've had my suit fill for life, it seems, but uh, the nice thing about it is that it evened the playing field, right? So every day you wake up and you don't have to think about what you're going to wear because it's everyone's wearing the exact same uniform. But the nice thing is that there was no way of, of telling who had more or less uh, wealth in their family, right? There was no way of... of having people pick on other kids because they were wearing a shirt that said Bart Simpson on it versus or like Cleveland Cavaliers versus some other sports team right mm-hmm. um, and that was kind of the nice thing is that everyone was just the same and you didn't think any differently uh, about any of the kids it was just everyone was friends and and it was I don't I didn't realize it till I was an adult but that was that's kind of what the suit did is it even the playing field for everybody who went to that school and um, it was beneficial in that respect so I'm I'm actually ex- pretty excited or pretty happy that, that that's that was my experience and I don't know any difference so I can't say if I would have liked it more or less but that's definitely like a positive benefit that I felt from it um, so yeah it's pretty pretty interesting but so there's there's a company, F Apparel, fapparel.com, ephapparel.com, and they uh, they help us out with character here. So F Apparel does, like, custom-made suits, which is pretty cool. And I got my suit. Actually, I got my suit for my wedding, my best friend's wedding, and his brother's wedding, and we, we all got these custom-made suits from F. And 
what they do is like you can go onto their website and you uh, you put in your measurements, or you can go down to one of their stores, put in your measurements, and then in about four weeks, there's a custom-made suit that gets sent to your door, and you get to pick out all the fabrics and everything like that, the style of it, and um, yeah, it's pretty cool. So they help us out with the podcast. So there's a promo code character for anyone who's listening, 20% off their suits, and yeah, enter promo code character at checkout, and that's that's the way it goes. So it's always neat to hear the different suit stories of different people and their experiences with it. So man, it's been uh, yeah, it's been a pleasure talking to you. I appreciate you taking the time and cool to connect in this weird world that we live in in this interesting way when um, when you can go on some app and find some person you've never met and next thing you know you're doing a podcast with them two days later, right? Yeah. Keep hustling, my man. Thank you. You got it.